the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh, boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues, here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black, and yes, it is he, it is I, in full flesh, whatever that means, Mr. Black, and today you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. Strap on, put your seatbelt on, uh, go ahead and get warmed up, stretch your neck a little bit, get a little Vaseline on the eyes, because we're going to do some battle today. We're going to do some battle. We've got to address some lies. There's a great book out there by, I think it's, he's up in Minneapolis. Uh, his name's Bacchus. I, think, I don't know what his first name is. Bacchus, B-A-U-C-U-S. And the book, oh, Max. Okay, Max Bacchus is cool. You know him. John knows him. <laughs> my my uh, a guy knows him. But uh, he wrote a book called Learning to Tell Yourself the Truth. And, and he's something that he calls truth therapy. And he says you got to identify the lie in your head and replace it with the truth. See, we have a lot of lies in our head, and, and the problem is uh, our mind, our unconscious mind, does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. You've heard me say this over and over. Bill Bacchus, that's who it is. Bill Bacchus, thank you. Appreciate that. Great guy. Never met him before. Got a couple of his books. Love it. Learning to Tell Yourself the Truth. Really good book. Highly recommend it. It's on truth therapy. And so the problem is we believe what we listen to over and over and over. The, the, the fact that it's true or false really doesn't play into the fact that we decide to believe it. We believe what we hear over and over and over. Remember, we have roughly 30 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Think about that. Because what's thinking? Thinking is nothing more than talking to yourself. Logical. Yeah, it's just talking to yourself. And so we have 30 to 60,000 self-driven conversations. And those things that we hear over and over and over, we believe. Whether they're true or not, again, does not play into the factor. I mean, have you been on social media in the last hour, two hours, week? There's a lot of things being promoted out there as lies, uh, as truth, I should say, as, that are lies. And a lot of lies that are being promoted as truth. Trust me, uh, social media is now, uh, I mean, Joe Biden's corner man. Right, we're just talking about a fight, and you know Joe Biden's now got a court man called the, the the media, and they do everything they can to protect him, uh, and they are they take things that are truth, uh, like Hunter Biden's laptop and money laundering and child pornography, all that's true on Hunter Biden's laptop. When was the last time you heard about Hunter Biden's laptop? You won't hear about it because it's going to be buried with Hillary Clinton's servers and her phones and her bleach-brighted uh, hard drive that she did. You know, all that stuff, those fake 302s, the falsified information, the FISA court, the withholding of exculpatory information. You know, all that stuff that nobody goes to jail 
before? You know, all that stuff that really, even though they're illegal, they're really not that bad. Because remember, orange man bad, anything to get orange man out, good, right? That's what we're being taught. Why does all this matter? Because by the time a child is six years old, a majority of our map of reality is in place. Because even though Abraham Lincoln didn't say it, it's true. The philosophy of the classroom in one generation will become the philosophy of government in the next. Don't you see? The Bible says it. That sins of the father go three and four generations to those who hate God. And we live in a country who hates God. Uh, we live in a country who are making choices that are creating a culture, that are setting a foundation that's going to allow generation after generation after generation to go further down the slippery slope that we've been on for probably about three to five decades. And so today, I want to make sure you know that there's a law called causality. In other words, choices cause things to happen or not happen. Remember that smart guy, Newton? Newton's third law states that every action has an equal and opposite reaction. Remember, they love science so much, we're talking about science. See, every choice we make in our lives causes a consequence. That could be good, that could be bad, that could be resourceful or unresourceful. See, consequences, there's no negative uh, intuition or, or inference with the word consequence. But yet, if I say consequence to most people, I'm going to tell you right now, in their conscious or their unconscious mind, they're going to have a negative feeling, right? But consequences can be good. They can be bad. They can be resourceful. They can be unresourceful. And so today, we're going to talk about how important this is. And so the question today is, are you striving or are you thriving? And, and let me tell you why I decided to do this. Because unfortunately, this morning, I got on Facebook. I know. Beat me with a wet noodle. I'm sorry. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. I get it. Should be on social media. Yeah, I know. So here's this picture. And if you go to my uh, web, uh, my Facebook site, you'll see it. I'm on, on uh, Facebook. I'm Scott V. Black. Uh, also, you can go to Like It Matters uh, on Facebook. And you can also go to Like It Matters Radio on Facebook. And you'll see this wherever you go. And it says, the header says, this is a high school band practice in Wenatchee, Washington. And what it looks like is tents, single-person tents, but they're standing upright, kind of like a phone booth would be. They're green. Uh, they're solid on the three sides, and they have a meshing at the front. And so they show this room with these tent pods uh, that are about uh, six by six away from each other. So they're a single-man tent standing up. Uh, not within another six foot of another person. And they got all these tents in this room. These kids are inside with their musical instruments zipped inside these tents. And you know what's going on? It's band practice. It's band practice. It looks like it's something out of Star Trek. But then... Before that, yesterday, I know, here it goes again, I'm addicted, I was on social media. I know, beat me with a wet noodle, I know, I know, call me names, I get it, I get it, I deserve it, I deserve it. And what I saw was an elementary school, it was probably kindergarten or first grade, because they all look like my son's age, Benaya, and he's six years old. They were all wearing masks, they were all sitting down in their classroom at their chair upright, 
they were all six foot apart on either side. So there were these little islands, these whole bunch of these little islands, like the Philippines, all these hundreds of little islands, thousands of little islands out there. But they're not connected. They're not uh, working together. And they're sitting there in this room, static room, uh, totally straight. They don't play together. They can't uh, converse with each other. They can't sing with their mask on, sitting at their table. And to look in their eyes, and this just stirs me up, because we are destroying our future generations. We are destroying things, all so that we can survive. And so the question today is striving or surviving. And so let me define the two words because it's really important. So to strive, this is the definition, to devote serious effort or energy, to exert oneself vigorously. Now notice the base word of the word vigorously, vigor. Vigor, vim and vigor, right? Spunk, you know, testosterone, uh, uh, you know, what, estrogen, whatever you want to call it, right? Strive to devote serious effort or energy to exert oneself. Let me ask you, none of that's going on right now. They got you living in fear. First Timothy two seventeen, I think, and it said we were not given a spirit of fear. We were freed from a spirit of fear. We we're given a spirit of love and of power and of sound mind. Now survival. You ready? What survival means? To remain in existence. To carry on despite hardships or trauma. To remain usable. You know, I feel like we're just a bunch of flock. You know, a farmer wants to keep his sheep alive because they produce for him. A farmer wants to keep his chicken alive because they produce for him. A farmer wants to take good care of his cattle because kind cattle die good cattle that then produce good meat. So, to remain usable. Ladies and gentlemen, are you living your life good enough? G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough so you get those checks in the mail. Good enough to survive. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I want to challenge you. Is it, are you worth more than just survival? Is there anybody in your life that you're willing to strive for? We'll be back in a few minutes. And we hide away forever. And we take them out and show ourselves when everyone has gone. Some are satin, some are steel. Some are silk and some are leather. They're the faces of the stranger, but we love to try them. We're all mad. Where is that taking us? Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. 
But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs, too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue, oh. Take Freedom 1570 with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. All from the app. Just search for Freedom 1570 in the App Store. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Germans? Forget it, he's rolling. And it ain't over now. Because when the going gets tough... The tough get going! Who's with me? Let's go! Come on! Welcome Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application. And that's what we're in. We're in the fight of our lives. Remember, the battle is in the mind, ladies and gentlemen. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. And in that space is our power. It is our freedom. Our power, our freedom doesn't come from government. Our power and our freedom doesn't come from man. Our power and our freedom doesn't come from our boss. It comes from our God. The word is innate. These are innate. We have the power. Between the stimulus and the response, there's a space. That is the space of our power. That is the place of choice. That is the place of consequence. Because Newton's third law, right, of I think thermodynamics, is that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. But when you're in the now moment, when you occupy this space called the now, you are in full control. You have the power. You have the freedom to respond in a different way. When Jesus Christ was being crucified on the cross, his creatures, his pets, 
beings that he created for his blessing, for his glory, were abusing him, were mocking him, stripped him naked, put a bag over his head, punched him around, uh, drove a nail, uh, uh, a thorn, uh, what is it, a crown of thorns on his head into his skull with blood pouring out, right? Now you take, think of what could any of us do to one another. Go ahead and go back 430 years. So people of color were brought to this country, were sold as slaves by their fellow uh, nationals in Africa, were brought to America. And because of that, 430 years ago, you got black people running around playing victim. You got black people running around thinking that they need white man to save them. You got black people running around thinking that they deserve money at the expense of everybody else because 430 years ago, people who shared the same skin color were treated poorly by their brothers and sisters in Africa and then by people that founded this great land of ours. See, there's a law of causality, right or wrong, good or bad. Those choices of bringing those people over here was harsh, harsh on those people that were brought over here. They were slaves, but I wonder what their life was like when they were in Africa. But I want you to consider that after a couple of generations, those terrible choices, those terrible injustices had people being born in a country that people would die to get to for hundreds and hundreds of years that people would sacrifice their children, that people would sacrifice their safety, that people would sacrifice their security just to get to the borders of this land. Think about that. See, the law of causality says that there's a relationship between cause and effect. See, choices and consequences. That's what the whole basis of risk management is. As a leader, as an adult, as a parent, as a business partner, as a spouse, everything we do has a form of risk management to it. We've got to decide, is this worth it? Is it worth it to commit my life to one woman and never look at another woman, to forsake all other women for the good and the bad, for the struggles and the beauty? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? to maybe lose your your physical uh, fitness in your body? Is it worth it to maybe uh, hinder your jobs to make your opportunity to make money with different jobs? Is it worth it to recreate life in your body, women? Is it worth it? Risk management. I remember there was a, 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 sign, a Seinfeld episode uh, in a lane, they were talking about uh, sponges, you know, the time for physical interaction, those type of sponges. Uh, and Elaine would decide, were they sponge worthy? Was this guy, was this guy sponge worthy? In other words, if she was going to make this choice to remove her clothes and get physical with this man, and she had a limited amount of devices to protect her, she had to have the risk management. Was it worth it to waste one of these precious items, I'm just going by what the script says, uh, versus this guy? There's risk management with everything we do. We just had a snowstorm here. It was, it was beautiful. It looked like Minneapolis had come to Texas. I felt at home in Minneapolis for about four days here in Texas. I loved it. But a lot of people made choices that it wasn't worth the risk. 
I started doing my radio show from home versus going to my office because I had to decide risk management. Was it worth the risk of getting in my car when those freeways were all iced over? I don't know if you saw, there was a 100-car pileup, six people were killed. I had to decide, was this good risk management? Do I go to the office to do a show that I could clearly, easily do from my home? Was it worth the risk? And see, any parent knows this. They know this. See, a good parent never removes the consequences of a child's choices. Now, you might say, well, that's kind of mean. No, it's not. Because we are little meaning makers. By the time a child is six years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place. Think about this. Six years old. And so we learn patterns. We learn patterns. It's called conditioning. Pavlov's dog. Uh, uh, little uh, Andrew, uh, right? Uh, these are things we talk about all the time. These are things I share on this on this radio show. Why? Because any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. A dog does a trick, you give them a bone. They expect a bone every time they do a trick. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. My horse kicks at me, it gets a crack whip on its butt. It, I do that for three hours. After three hours, my uh, horse never kicks at me again because it realized whatever it kicked, it got a crack whip on his butt, and that hurt. So I'll stop doing that. It's the guy that goes to the doctor and says, Doctor, whatever I do this, it hurts. And the doctor says, Quit doing that. You got my point? And one thing I learned a long time ago, God doesn't remove consequences. He loves us through them. Please hear this. He doesn't abandon us in them. God doesn't remove them. Why? Why would we ever decide to make different choices? If our consequences from our choices were constantly removed, why would we ever decide to make different choices? And that's the problem with America Day. You've got now a generation of children grown up that have run the ship. You've got a generation of kids that have grown up that have never been disciplined, that have never been told no, that have never been told to put their big boy pants on, their big girl pants on. You know, when did we ever get the right to not be offended? You know, there's a book by uh, uh, John Bevere, I highly recommend it, called The Bait of Satan. And it's talking about how America is wrapped up in this the spirit of offense. And we now believe that we, don't ha we have a right to not be offended. Uh, <gasps> man, if you're, yeah, if you're a Christian, you need to read your book because you're being lied to. You're being lied to by the world. Christ was offended. Christ offended people. Don't you remember when the apostles came up to him and said, Christ, Jesus, you're, you're offending the religious leaders. <gasps> and read, yeah, read that Bible. Jesus said, I did not come to unite. I came to separate. Read Luke. He said, when the family of five, the two will be against three. Mother will be against daughter. Father against brother. Uh, son. <clears throat> I mean, it's in there. He came to separate sheep and goats. And so you got to realize that you've got to decide because we have a world right now, America right now, that wants to make you sheeple, that wants to just make you stay home, that wants to make you just remain, right? Remember, the thing is here, what's the decision today? Are you going to strive or are you going to survive? Remember, strive is to devote serious effort or energy. Did you hear that? To devote serious effort or energy to exert oneself vigorously. And that base word of vigorously is vigor. Now, survive is to remain in existence, to carry on. People survive the tsunami. People survive rape. People survive terrible childhoods. People survive Auschwitz. People survive the Bataan March. 
People survive September 11th. People survive plane crashes. You hold on knowing you have no control and your hope is to just breathe another breath. That is not how life is meant to be lived and that's where we're being conditioned right now. We're sheeple. Why? Because the definition of Bible is to remain usable. What do you mean usable? Usable, because we're sheeple. We're a mail-in vote. Remember, if there's a pandemic, they just mail everybody that's ever been known to live a ballot. Now, of course, most people have moved many times, but we'll just send out, you know, um, 370 million ballots, even though there's only 330 million people in the country, because we don't know what their real address is, right? So we're a mail-in vote. We're power. We're resources. We are the tickets to our leaders' self-ascension, self-ascension. So today, I'm going to show you that we live in these zones. That you make a choice. Today I'm going to show you there are three R's to survival. Today I'm going to show you that whether you're focused forward or focused backward, it dictates everything. Today I'm going to show you the ultimate choice. Are you willing to accept good enough, G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F, good enough for government work, good enough to get, to get by, good enough for tenure, good enough so that you got another 15 breaths on this planet, or, or are you going to live your life like it truly matters? You are a gift. You are a blessing. You are unique. You are rare. You, no one has your fingerprints. No one has your DNA. No one has your footprints. No one has your tongue print. No one has the, the venal pattern in the back of your retina. There are 30-some items that make you unique. Nobody else is like you. You are rare, and you were meant to strive, not just survive. I am black, and we'll be right back. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Investors, the business press, and just ordinary citizens concerned about their 401k accounts are beginning to get worried about inflation. For most of my career, I've been talking conservative leaders down from dire predictions of imminent inflation. But now, I think that inflation is a very real, short, and midterm risk. Last year, the Trump administration borrowed $3.3 trillion, yes, with a T, to fund COVID relief and various stimuli. At the end of the year, almost another trillion was agreed to. And now the new president is proposing an additional almost $2 trillion. 
So far, almost all of this new spending has been financed out of the central bank's creation of new monetary base. In other words, we printed the money we spent. Inflation is too much money chasing too few goods. The Fed is giving us too much money, and the low-growth Biden economy will provide too few goods. And Americans ought to be concerned. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Commence fire and fire at will. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. And this is the battle. This is your hour of power to get you ready for the battle that you're engaged in. And just so you know, whether you realize it's a battle or not, it does not get rid of the fact that it is. And if you're fighting a battle that you're not aware that's going on, guess what? Yeah, you're getting beaten. And the battle is in the mind. Everything we do or do not do is driven by belief systems. Our head sits on top of our body. You've got to know the power of gravity. You've got to know that our mind is six times faster than we can talk. You've got to realize that we only use 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. And 95 to 97% of our entire experience going through this planet is at the unconscious level. We were made to survive. Don't you get it? Amen. We have a God. Yeah, we have a God that's in charge. You don't need to make effort to survive. God made you that way. I mean, you can drive home without thinking how you drove home. Your body's doing everything it's supposed to, but your mind is somewhere else. That's how most people live their life. Their body's showing up. It's getting up in the morning. It's uh, eating some food. It's going to the bathroom. It's getting in a car. If they do, no, not anymore. You're going to work. Then you work for 8, 10, 12 hours. And then you come home. You get a remote control in your hand. You eat some more, drink some more, maybe pop a few pills, go to bed, repeat over and over and over for 60 to 80 years. And then all of a sudden you go, whoa, where did my life go? See, it's choices. Choices. And that's what we're talking about today, choices, because part of life is choices. We all get free will. You know, I was counseling this guy, and uh, uh, I asked him, what was the greatest gift that God ever gave to you? And I thought he would say salvation, forgiveness, something. And he said free will. And I almost gagged. I'm like, free will? You consider that a blessing? I go, I've spent the last 20 years of my life attempting to give God back my free will, and he won't take it back. So if it's of such great value, why won't he take it back? (laughs) 
Uh, I don't want free will. I want to be a Robotron. I want to be a slave. Now, the proper translation is slave. It's not servant. I am a slave to Jesus Christ. And so I want to make my master happy. I don't want to go the left or the right. I don't want to go anywhere except where my father. I'm playing. My life is nothing more than a game of father may I. Father, may I be used today. Father, may I be a conduit for your love. Father, may I help those people in Africa. Father, may I be used to change these people's lives as they start this class. Father, may John and I change at least one life, one heart, one mind today. Father, may you please open up the airwaves so that people with money, instead of funding political campaigns, instead of funding pedophilia campaigns, maybe they could fund a radio program that's helping people think, that's helping people get back consciousness, that's helping people get out of the matrix. You might want to watch The Matrix again one day because, boy, uh, talk about life imitating art. Uh, because uh, I think art imitated life there. I think they got it exactly right, whichever way it is. So today the question is this. Are you working just to survive? Because the government wants to just keep you alive because you're a number, right? Census, they want to get all the numbers they can because they get more money. They get more power. So they want to keep you alive because they need a, an address to mail a, a, a mail-in ballot to that someone else will pick up and vote for you. Uh, they need uh, uh, the power. They need uh, as many people as possible so to increase their self-ascension. Uh, more people that they sheeple that they lead, they get more resources. The more sheeple that they have, the more power they get. The more sheeple that they have, the yeah. And if you don't believe me, why do you think they're giving you money to stay home? Why do you think they don't want our kids to go to school? I'm just saying, if you're cool with this, that's fine. I mean, that's okay. But a lot of people don't know what's going on. And part of this radio show is to pull back the green curtain, uh, is to expose, bring into light that is which in the darkness. So here's Forbes magazine. Forbes magazine is not a right brain or a, a right wing organization thing. It's pretty considered pretty standard. So here's today's article. Paid to stay home. Coronavirus aid bill pays federal employees. Now, these are already government employees who make a lot more money than I do, who have health insurance that I don't, who have retirement plans that I don't, who get double time and a half, who get all paid holidays. I've never had a paid day. I've never been paid one day for a day I didn't work. But these, quote, public servants, these federal employees, are going to be paid in this new coronavirus bill, another $2 trillion that they're going to give away of our money. Uh, they're going to pay people, federal employees, to stay home if you got kids so that we can keep them out of school, so that way teachers can get paid and don't have to go to work, so the unions are happy. Uh, and then the federal union employees are happy. So, man, this is a huge payoff. Man, some people are doing pretty well in coronavirus. Some people are staying home. They're getting paid. They've watched more TV in the last year than they have in the last two decades. I mean, life is good. Maybe they're having some uh, fun physical time with somebody else. Uh, maybe they're stuffing themselves with the best food they uh, haven't had in a long time. But they're, they're doing well. But this is the problem. Any behavior reinforced with a positive outcome will repeat itself. And we're going to start doing a group of lazy, non-driven People that just expect to be taken care of. Not that we don't have groups of people like that. Right? We've got millions of people like that in this country. But now if they get to our young people, which they are now, imagine. Because the philosophy in the schoolroom of one generation will be the philosophy in government in the next. So you've got to realize that there are three R's of survival. So here's how you tell if you're thriving or you're surviving. It's a focal issue. So I want you to think about this. What, this is something I came up with years ago. It's called the three R's of survival. And let me tell you what they are in case you want to write them down. Resent, regret, 
and resist. Now, in order for this to make sense, you've got to imagine a timeline. Every single human being, this is the study of neurolinguistic programming, every single human being has a timeline. Now, many people's timelines is skewed. Uh, our present should be where we are now. Our past in our mind's eye should be behind us. And our future, our, our, our future, whether it be five minutes from now or five years from now, should be in your, right in front of you, right? You got my point? And so that's the key. That's the key. And so when people leave my training, I hear this all the time. I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to seeing my wife. I'm looking forward to work next week. I'm looking forward to holding my kids. I'm looking forward to getting to church uh, tomorrow. I'm looking forward to hear it. See, people that strive, remember the word strive, to devote serious effort or energy, to exert oneself vigorously. That's about a dream. Remember the number one commodity of a leader is hope. And hope is always forward-looking. You can't look to the past for hope. You got to look to the future for hope. Remember those financial commercials that say, you know, over the last five years, this fund has returned 82% monthly. And then what they say, remember the disclaimer at the end? Past performance does not dictate future performance. Check with your advisor, right? Because they want you to know just because we did it back then doesn't mean we're going to do it today. But we just want to tell you what's possible. And so, boy, if you look back in our country, here's the problem. The, the progressives want to destroy our history. They're rewriting our history. They're changing what our kids are taught in school. They're teaching that all white people are evil. All black people are victims. Oh, my gosh. And now what I see all the time is people of color with attitudes. I see it all the time, and I wonder, is it because I'm white? Is it because they believe they're a victim? Is it because they believe they've been treated unfairly? But I see it more and more and more as a white person that people of color, uh, like post office, uh, people at, on customer service lines, boy, when I can hear that they're a person of color and they know I'm white, it's almost, I'm going to say all the time. And then I wonder, is it because of all this programming? See, here's the thing of survival. Survival requires a rearward focus, rearway. See, resent. If you look, think about a timeline, when you're living in resentment, think about this. What are you focused on? Right? You're focused on stuff that happened in the past. You resent that your mom and dad got divorced. Uh, you resent uh, that your dad was never at your ball games. You resent uh, that your dad never taught you how to shave. You resent that your mom didn't breastfeed you till you were five years old. You resent that you... Don't you hear it? It's all about stuff in the past. And then think about regret, right? Regret, same thing, right? Regret's about usually about choices that you made or choices that you didn't make. Uh, when I went to Russia, uh, I think it was 92, maybe 94, I don't remember when it was. It was right when the Berlin Wall was falling down. And part of my trip to Russia, I was supposed to go to Russia and then go through East Berlin uh, and then go home. But what happened was I missed my girlfriend. I was a young kid, and I had a you know girlfriend who was twice my age and, uh, you know, all that. So I wanted to go have some fun time with my girlfriend. And so after Russia, I rerouted my trip. I went right home after I left Russia, right to America. I never went through East Germany. And, and I didn't know at the time the Berlin Wall was falling and all that. And I could have got a piece of the Berlin Wall. But to this day, I regret that. Uh, I regret I missed jump school. When I was in ROTC in the Army Reserves, I was supposed to go to jump school. I was uh, uh, at my parents' house. They let me stay overnight. They were gone. Uh, I locked myself out of their house and left my hat inside their trailer. 
and I would not get on an airplane going to Fort Benning, Georgia, out of uniform. I just thought as a reserve person, as a ROTC, as a young kid, I would have been eaten alive. I regret not going to jump school. So that requires a rear focus. And then resistance. You know, I'm not talking about basic resistance. Resist the devil and he will flee, the Bible says. I, in my class, everything I do is for the benefit of people. But they got to face some fears and uncomfortableness. But they resist me all the time. And so they're resisting me based on their past performance, based on bullies, based on people who treated them poorly, based on old belief systems. And so that's the resistance I'm talking about. So resent. Regret and resist all require a, a rear focus. And by the way, that shows you the devil. Because there are two differences in God and the devil. There are so many differences. One's a kingdom of light. One's a kingdom of darkness. One's a kingdom of truth. One's a kingdom of lies. And this is the thing about the devil. The devil always reminds you of your past. The devil is the, the, uh, the accuser of the brethren, it says. And he wants to remind God in you of all the stuff you screwed up. And to quote one of my favorite guys, Carmen, who's now with the Lord, he used to say, when the devil reminds you of your past, you just remind the devil of his future. I am black and we'll be back. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. The COVID-19 pandemic is the worst healthcare crisis of our lifetime. Hospitals, care centers, and their staff are overwhelmed, and it's getting worse. By now, we all know someone who's been affected by the virus, but there is hope. Vaccines are coming and getting closer every day. But while we wait for relief, you need to do your part. Wear a mask, wash your hands, and maintain your distance. It's for now, not forever. This message sponsored by the Helmsley Charitable Trust, aired with the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Wake up with the Freedom 1570 Daybreak Insider. Today's top news stories from a conservative viewpoint in a detailed yet concise manner. Sign up at Freedom1570.com. Just use the keyword subscribe.
When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. It's like people only do things because they get paid. And that's just really sad. A pitiful case, am I not? My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, sir. Gotta get up, gotta get out, gotta get home before the morning comes. What if I'm late, got a big day, gotta get home before the sun comes up. Up and away, got a big day, sorry I can't stay, I gotta run, run, yeah. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. I am Black, and you are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And today, we're posing really one of the ultimate questions. No, not God or the world. That is the ultimate question. The question is striving or surviving. And that question will impact everybody's life that you come in contact with. It'll impact your children. It'll impact your friends. It'll impact your family, and without a doubt, as you noticed with this last election, the fraudulent election we had, uh, it'll impact our country at an incredible level. Imagine there's a bank account that credits your account each morning with $86,400. It carries over no balance from day to day. Every evening, it deletes whatever part of your balance you failed to use during the day. Think about this. What would you do? I know what you do. Same thing I'd do. I'd draw out every single penny. I mean, why not? And each of us has such a bank. Its name? Time. See, every morning, it credits you with 86,400 seconds. Every night, it writes off as lost whatever of this you have failed to invest for a good purpose. See, it carries over no balance. It allows no overdraft. Each day, it opens a new account for you. Each night, it burns the remains of the day. If you fail to use the day's deposits, the loss is yours. There's no going backwards. There's no drawing against tomorrow. You must live in the present on today's deposits only. Invest it to get the utmost in health, happiness, success. The clock is running because the time is now. And ladies and gentlemen, before the beginning of time, God chose us. Some of us have been called out. We're the called out ones, Ecclesiastes. That's what it is, the church. We've been called out of this world. We've been called into the light, out of the darkness. And so we've been called. And God's given us all an investment. And that investment is time, it's talents, it's how much light you get, 
God's, I've been blessed. I haven't had a lot of time, a lot of talents, but I've had a lot of light. God has revealed much light. I love his scripture. I love his word. I'm in love with God, uh, and it's solely because of what God's done. I can't take any credit for it. God chose me. And you know what God knew uh, at the beginning of time for all of us creatures, because we're all creatures, we're all created being. He knew which ones were his, and he knew which ones were not his. He knew the beginning of each one, and he knew the ending of each one. Our last day, yeah, it's already been scripted. Now, Joe Biden can't remember the last thing, but I remember the thing. Because God has scripted every single person's life. Uh, Ephesians 2 says that. He has prepared for you in advance good works for you to walk through. Uh, Jeremiah 3, I think it is, says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in a future, right? I mean, those scripture that we know. Greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. I must decrease so he can increase. In my weakness, his strength is perfected. See, from the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And there's never been an emergency meeting of the Trinity. God's not surprised by coronavirus. God's not surprised by who dies from coronavirus or who dies with coronavirus or who dies from cancer, who dies with separation from God. God knows all things. He has omniscience, which by definition is perfect knowledge. So he's given us a set amount of time. And what we do with it matters. It's our return of investment. Google in the Bible, where does it talk about the story of the minas, M-I-N-A-S's? Google in the Bible, where does it tell about the story of the talents? And each one of those represents something God gave us. And those people that invested it wisely, they were rewarded greatly. And those people who didn't invest it, who didn't multiply it, uh, they spent eternity separate from God. So we, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot of screaming. Eternity is a long time. So we got to make the most of today. To realize the value of one year, ask a student who fell in a grade. To realize the value of one month, ask a mother who gave birth prematurely. To realize the value of one week, ask the editor of a weekly newspaper. To realize the value of one hour, ask the lovers who are waiting to meet. To realize the value of one minute, ask a person who missed the train, the plane, or the meeting. To realize the value of one second, ask a person who just avoided an accident. To realize the value of one millisecond, ask the person who's won a silver medal instead of a gold medal. See, time is the rarest of all commodities. Everything else can be replaced. You can get a new kidney, new liver. You can get a new radio show. You can get a new radio station. You can get a new producer. You can get a new radio host, you can get a new wife, you get another <gasps> kid, right? You can get, everything else can be replaced. You can get a new job, you can get a new home, you can do a new car, got my point, I can get a new cat, got my point? But the one thing that can never be replaced is time. Because once it's spent, it's spent. And so you gotta realize that where you spend your time matters. And there are three zones that we live in in life. And where we spend our time in these three zones really dictates What's going to happen when you stand before God? Because God says it is appointed for man to die one time and then to be judged. And the second death, why would you say one time? Because some will experience the second death. And the second death is a spiritual death. And that is separation from God for eternity. Because if you don't want to be with God on this planet, then God's going to abide by your choice. And he'll allow you to stay separate from him for eternity as well. And so we live in these things called zones, and the first one's a comfort zone. Everything's comfortable. 
everything's stale and stagnant. We're not pushed. We're not challenged. It's not uh, everything's just what we used to. It's you know. Remember, they want to pay you now to stay home. They want your our kids to wear masks and not have fun together. They won't let you go to church. They don't want you to sing. They I mean, think about all the stuff. We have never quarantined healthy people ever before, but now we are. And remember, just for two weeks, 14 days, we were just going to just shut down for 14 days to diminish the, the curve, right? You realize that was a year ago? A year ago? And Joe Biden and his buddy Fauci said that expect to wear a mask into 2022. Not only that, what's coming next? What's the next thing? So the sad part is people are getting comfortable. I see people driving in their cars by themselves wearing a mask. What an idiot. I see people walking in the open country. There's nobody around them in fields out in the middle of nowhere wearing a mask. And, of course, Dr. Fauci said, why don't you wear two or three or four masks? Why don't you put the whole box on your face? Because, man, if one works, two, I mean, what a bunch of, and these are people claiming to follow science. The same people that, whose science says there's 38 genders. The same people that say life doesn't begin until seven days after a botched abortion if the mother what? chooses to keep the child. Right? Those are the same people following science that told you hydroxychloroquine that's been used for 65 years, the number one treatment for malaria in Africa for 63 years was really good. And the year that Donald Trump promoted it, it was illegal. Pharmacies wouldn't prescribe it. Doctors were getting banned for talking about it. But now it's good again. So those same people. Yeah, it's absolutely logical because it's not science. It's called propaganda. But they mask it in the form of science. This is why you've got to make your own decisions. you got to wake up. You, I'm working to shake you a little bit. you got to step outside that comfort zone. And outside that comfort zone is a zone called fear. I can tell you always where to find your fear. It, fear's address is right outside your comfort zone. It is an acronym, false evidence appearing real. And here's the cool thing about fear. Once you become familiar with fear and you can function at a high level, it becomes comfortable. And then outside that zone called fear is a zone called panic, where people go from panic to government, panic to government, and then they get stuck in a comfort zone. Yeah. Panic is intense fear. Now, you can function for a very short period of time, but I would not forward my mail. So one of the keys to life is challenge yourself. Live and examine life. Challenge what you're being told by the media. Challenge what you're being told by state-run media. Challenge what you're being told by our autocratic government, right? Because they call it, and then you follow it. And so keep pushing your comfort zones. Because what used to make you afraid now becomes familiar. And what used to bring about panic now just becomes fear. And once you realize that fear is nothing more than false evidence appearing real, once you realize that fear is nothing more than a chemical response to what you're thinking, to your breathing, and to your physiology, specifically your eye placement, your physiology, then you could feel the fear and do it anyways. And I highly recommend Dr. Susan Jeffers' book, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. Because she says three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept, I can't handle it. And I want you to know you can handle it. And when Like It Matters Radio, with your hour of power for every day, we're going to help you live your life like it matters. I am Mr. Black, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Try and try, try and try, you succeed at last.